simultaneously really excited because it's overcast out here in sunny Los Angeles <laughs> and it's 60 degrees today which seldom happens so it's fall y'all so my boyfriend is quarantining with me still which is really nice because we don't live together so we were naughty naughty and I got Starbucks and they have the fall so I got a pumpkin chai and he got a pumpkin cold brew, pumpkin cream cold brew. So I'm excited about that. But also my eyes are just very tired because life. Um, welcome to Witchy and Weird. <laughs> I'm Amanda. Um, and today, as promised, from the Monday bonus episode, if you haven't listened to that one, I'm going to be talking about energy cleansing today. This is something... That I know a lot about because I have ADHD. So it's like things that interest me. I just like <laughs> learn everything. I soak it all up. And also as a psychic and energy healer, it's part of my trade, right? Like I should be knowing these things. <laughs> and so we're going to talk about different ways that you can do that. And then my like very important tips as I kind of do for all of my episodes because I feel like just giving you the information is sometimes not enough. So I like to give you my tips for things that I've learned along the way because I learned these things from here and there intuitively, TikTok, other mentors, books. And then I, I kind of, the way that I work is like I learn by doing and then I kind of see oh okay maybe I should have done it this way maybe this way works better for me so I like to share those things with people um, because we're all about empowerment and intuitive like development doing what resonates with you and not culturally appropriating here on witchy and weird so without further ado let's get into it so I took like a bunch of notes um so I kind of grouped everything into categories so there's a lot of categories um, but the first one, kind of like dipping our toe in, would be visualization. Because I also feel like a lot of people in New Age spirituality, they're like, you have to buy this one thing to energy cleanse, and you can't like do anything else without that. And that one thing, spoiler alert, is usually white sage, and they want you to smudge. So I'm here to tell you, throw that out the window. You can fucking energy cleanse with anything and with nothing so that's why we're starting with visualization because it's like hey I don't have any money to go and buy these fancy things that's cool we can do it with just our body and our energy and our mind so visualization um not everybody can visualize so that's also something there'll be other things that you can do without visualization with your body but the first one one of the first ones I learned was to just visualize a white light that grows from within your body and then it forms a ball like right outside of your solar plexus and it just keeps growing and growing and growing until it fills your space 
And this white light is basically like source or divine. So if you feel like it needs to come from above or somewhere, that's cool. If you're not into white light, if you want it to be a gold light or a purple light or whatever you're resonating with, you're just visualizing something that grows and fills your space that has a cleansing energy in it, a restorative energy in it. Sometimes I view it like those screensavers with all the little balls bouncing around and getting every like part of my space. I don't really like the white light one because I get too perfectionist and I'm like, what if it missed one spot in my room? Oh no. And then I freak out. So um, that is one way. So like I said, if you're not into the one light, if you don't like the color, just do whatever your intuition guides you to or what resonates best with you to make it fit your needs. So the next one is chakra clearing. So if you work with chakras, if you believe in chakras, like this is really good for like cleansing your personal body. Um, And there's tons of different ways to do this. So the way that I learned was that we have a grounding tube that comes from source or divine above and goes down all of our seven main chakras because we start in our crown, which is on your forehead or on your forehead, (laughs) on the top of your head. And the kind of goes down your spine all the way to like the base of your spine, which is where your root chakra would be. And then from there, it splits into like a T-shape and funnels like out of your hips. So you can visualize divine or source light coming through and filtering through and cleansing all of your chakras and then coming out of the tubes in your hips or out of the bottom of your feet because you have chakras in the bottom of your feet too that can be opened up and then you can like see the source light just coming through and cleansing it another way you can do it is like any other visual that resonates with you like if you don't want to use the grounding tube or if there's some kind of other fluid or energy or shape or color that resonates most with you you can use that I sometimes like to turn them on and I feel like when I'm turning them on, they like glow. I view mine as like crystals and then they glow or like a flame comes through them and like the flame cleanses them or the light cleanses them or I can send them energy to be cleansed. Sometimes like I view like water washing through them and or like air blowing through them. I like to use like elements a lot. So you can do any version that resonates with you um to cleanse those energetic spaces in your body um and then speaking of water and the elements water cleansing is like a huge um for me I'm a water sign (laughs) I'm a cancer sun so water cleansing for me is like very um I guess like homey like if I'm returning to my home state or element so water cleansing um, we definitely, so there's obviously baths, right? Like that's not a form of visualization. So we'll just kind of go there like a, a side detour, but baths, right? Not, um, a lot of people I see, I don't know if their intention is to cleanse or not, but not every regular bath bomb is going to cleanse your energy. So you need to make sure that if you're taking a bath, that you're incorporating elements that are going to help you cleanse, Right. So like salt baths, so Epsom salt baths, bath soaks and stuff. Like I make my own bath soaks that are like infused with spells and energy and like fresh herbs that I hand forage and Epsom salt. 
um, and other salts too. So if you get a bath bomb, maybe adding a little bit of salt. Um, so like Epsom salt is good for your muscles and cleansing your energy. And like sea salt is good for like grounding and protecting and cleansing your energy too. So you can do a mix of those, um, whatever one you resonate with. Um, and if you don't want to use salt, you can use other herbs. You can use like rosemary or lavender or rose petals or whatever, like depending upon what you're trying to cleanse, what part of your, you know, thing that you're working on that you want to draw attention to. Like rosemary is like the duct tape of witchy herbs. So you can program it to do anything. Um, And there's tons of other herbs that are used for cleansing as well. So going back to like water, you can take this kind of, um, I guess, like theory or belief. For me, water is very cleansing. Like many different beliefs and cultures like use water as a representation of cleansing and like learning and entering a new stage. So just being in the shower and allowing the water to cleanse you from your crown down and stand under it and just visual or have the intention that the water is washing away and cleansing out all of the gunk out of you and refreshing your energy. Um, That's sort of like what I would do in my bath anyways, right? Like I view it kind of like seeping out of my pores into the bath water and then it goes on the drain. So you can do that when you're in the shower. And if you're in a hurry, you can, my favorite one to do is like stick my hands in really cold water in the sink and just visualize and have state the intention that I'm releasing, I'm cleansing, um, and washing it go down the drain. Um, And then you can also call upon your exalted ancestors, your guides, or your angels, or whoever you work with to help you in a visualization. So if you feel like you're not really sure, or you need that extra oomph, you can ask them to come and help you to cleanse. Um, So... With visualization and with all of these, the intention is like really what's important, right? Like the word choice you use and the intention is really important. So make sure you get really clear about the intention. Um, And we'll talk more about this at the end when I cover my tips and tricks. So if you're like, well, what do I say when I have my hands under the water? Like, um, we'll talk about that at the end. Um, So sound healing is the next category. And with sound healing, you can literally just like clap in the four corners of your room, of your home. And same thing, have your intention, state your intention that you're removing any negative energy or you're cleansing your space or your settings, like a positive intention for your space, like whatever it is. We're going to talk more about that at the end because it can be applied to all of these. So I don't want to talk about it like every single time. Um And then you can use, people use bells, like different cultures use different bells um, or sound bowls, like sound healing bowls, um, like different like frequency or hertz music or sounds. Like if you can do it live for me, that feels more potent than if I'm listening to it. But like if you don't have the privilege or the luxury to like pay for like an $80 sound healing bowl, then you can definitely like pull it up on YouTube or even Spotify has like playlists. Um, sound healing for me, like even singing for me is really like healing. I know like I love music and I'm really connected to music. So like singing 
in terms of like for me when I'm wanting to like cleanse out my throat chakra or just like just reconnect to my body and cleanse the energy in my body like just to move around whatever was getting stuck there I will just like intuitively sing so it's like I just allow whatever words or sounds that need to come out um and I'm not focused on sounding good or making sense or whatever and that for me feels like very deep and powerful because it's like I'm letting my soul speak in this like very like sacred way um and there's something else I was gonna say about sound that I just forgot sound healing speaking oh and a lot of people like other cultures will do like I know if you like are into yoga or things like that like they do ohms so you can actually find like on YouTube or Spotify like people who make their own ohm at a certain frequency um so if like you don't know what sound to make you can do an ohm um the idea of the ohm is that it's the sound is contains all the other sounds in it it's like a it's like a big circle right like that's how I visualize it and that's sort of like how I understood it when I when they when I read about it when I was researching it um so it contains everything in that one word so it's a very sacred word um so if you don't resonate with like using like Hindu um, sounds or words or culture that's totally cool you like I said you can just say whatever words come out if you have like an ancestral song or something that resonates most with you you can do that too but sometimes just like yelling like honestly even just yelling can help to cleanse your personal energy like just releasing the things that are stuck in there that maybe we were holding on to like tense in our shoulders literally multiple times of the day I will just stop and just yell um, and just make weird noises and that's just a good way to release that energy so it doesn't get like stuck and stagnant within you okay so next we're going to move into smoke cleansing and hopefully you can't hear all of those airplanes around me um Smoke cleansing is, I would say, like, she's hot right now. She's the most popular one. She's the one that most people learn about, and then they stop, and they're like, this is the only way I can do it. And it's like, no, 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 no. There's so many other ones. So smoke cleansing, a lot of people like it because it's very easy. Um, You can light an incense, let it burn in your space, let it waft over you, um, and then boom, you're done. But I will challenge you to take it a step further. Like, if you're not having an intention for any of these things that you're doing, you're missing out on a lot of the potent magic. Because, yes, all of these things have, like, natural, like, magic within them. Like, especially herb-based stuff or nature pieces like crystals and things. But if you just are lighting it and you're just letting it go... And you're not stating an intention of what you want it to cleanse out, what you want it to call in after, what you what your intention is in general. You're kind of leaving it open to either be neutral or to just do whatever. And it's not as potent. Like, simple as that. It's not as potent. So, like, with any of these, like I said, we're going to talk about intentions at the end because I feel like it's important for every single piece. Like, in my opinion, witchcraft is, like, we're using all these tools to help amplify our personal magic. And the biggest, most potent part of your personal magic is your intention. So incense, um, 
then we have like smoke cleansing wands. So obviously I mentioned smudging already. Like that is a native um, or indigenous like sacred practice. So I would urge you like if you're not native or indigenous um, to like the Americas, then don't do it. Like, Like there's so many other options that it's like it won't hurt you to not do it and it'll hurt like the other native people to do it. There are some people who like buy these products from native people and they love supporting them or they've learned how to do it properly from a native person. So it's like at your own discretion, but like think about it before you do it. It's, and we're going to talk more about that in the in the tips part, but um, you can use smoke cleansing wands made of other herbs, right? Like I wouldn't recommend Palo Santo. It's the same thing as white sage. It's sacred and it's being over harvested. Um, but like I said, rosemary is like the duct tape of herbs. It's easy to grow. You can find it in a lot of places. You can dry it and and burn it. Um, I make my own smoke cleansing wands out of like hand forage herbs from my neighborhood. Like I literally go out in my neighborhood and I commune with the plant and then I ask if I can you know, snip a piece of it and I use it and I bundle, I dry them and I bundle them and um, I sell them in my shop. (laughs) So I'll put the link in bio and in the show notes. Um, And they're all like white sage free and Palo Santo free. So they're all herbs that it's like, anyone could use these, like anyone could have a connection to them. They're not like appropriating somebody else's culture and erasing somebody else's culture. So And I have like the different intentions for each of them. So if you're like interested, you can look there and I have explanations for what each herb does on my website, but also like you can Google like different herb. Um, There's like websites that tell you what different herbs are good for. And chances are you probably have some in your kitchen and your like spice rack that you can use. So there's so much stuff that's like readily available for smoke cleansing. So you can do it in a wand where it's like bundled and burn it, or they sell like the little charcoal discs. And then you can like just sprinkle the herbs on top um, and like use the smoke that way. And that way you don't use as much because you really don't need to use that much when you're doing smoke cleansing. Um, And then essential oil diffusers. Like if you use essential oils, if you're not like into smoke, um, you don't want to use like a candle or a smoke cleansing wand to cleanse your space. You can use essential oils in the diffuser and it'll fill your space and it's like healthier um, in terms of like breathing in like the smoke remnants. There is none for essential oil diffusers and you just pick ones that are good for cleansing. Like they make a frankincense, they make like um, rosemary, they make patchouli, they make all different ones and then you can just put it in your little diffuser and you're good to go. Um, Okay. Then next, I kind of titled this like elemental work. So this is like nature-based stuff that you can do to cleanse your energy. Um, Using like witchy herbs and oils to physically cleanse your space. So it's like, I like the easiest example of this is like, you're going to clean your floor. You're going to like mop your floor. So in your mopping like solution, you put like lemon or lavender essential oil or you put pieces of the herb in it and you then cleanse your floor and so what you're doing is like you're infusing your everyday cleansers with like witchy herbs and intentions 
that are actually going to like spiritually protect or cleanse your space at the same time. So it's like, cool, you don't have to do two separate things. You can do it all in once. And you can do this um, like with your, you can do it with like your window cleaner, your glass cleaner, like your counter cleaner, like just this requires you to do obviously a little bit of research but like all those websites like um doTERRA and young living oils that sell essential oils they always have like free information on like how to turn the essential oils into cleansers and things like that so like you won't have to do like too much um to like figure out which ones to use right and there's tons of like blogs and stuff on the internet that talk about them too um okay so then next we have crystals right like I grid my house with crystals so gridding is like when you intentionally pick crystals and put them on this kind of like grid um so you can do them in a more personal way like uh smaller on like they sell grids or you can draw a grid on a piece of paper or you can do them in like the corners of your rooms and corners of your house so I have grids in my home And basically what I did, so there's a number of ways you can do it. And it depends on what energy you want to call in or create in your home. I use pieces of selenite because selenite is like, um, they call it like the sage of crystals. So it never needs to be cleansed and it cleanses everything that you put in it. So, or touch, like put it on or whatever, right? So I put them in little jars in my home and I wrote little intention papers and then I put it in there and I have it in my home. You can put a little piece of selenite over your doorway. What a lot of people will do is they'll put like black tourmaline in a jar of water and then they'll put selenite underneath the jar because you can't get selenite wet. And so the black tourmaline absorbs the negative energy and and then it has it in the water and then because it's sitting on the selenite it like automatically cleanses it so it's like an ongoing system so you don't really have to cleanse your home all that much because you set it up that way and like i said there's tons of different you know crystals for different um intentions so whatever you want to do you can do that um and then like speaking of selenite You know, like if you get a selenite wand, you can wave that over your body, your personal body to cleanse your energy that way. Or if you work with other crystals um, more specifically, like you can set intentions for them to help you cleanse your energy when you wear them or when you sleep and you put under your pillow or whatever, like however you work with them. Like I put some in my bath um, and I have some like by my bedside and things like that. Um... So next, you can, like, if you're into spell work, right? Like, we're we're talking about crystals and herbs and all those things. Like, you can, like, do candle spell work. You can, like, that's the first one that came to mind. Like, do say a spell, um, state it out loud, burn it in the fire, do a candle, put the herbs on it and the oils that relate to cleansing your environment or cleansing your personal energy. Um, you can use a witchy product, right? Like there's tons of people who make them. Um, I make a mist that is for like energetic protection and cleansing, um, on my website. And, um, there's like off the top of my head, like the Bruja's tomb, which I'll put in my, uh, show notes. 
she um alexa is the witch who like runs that show um she also makes like her own cleanse and protect she makes like a candle and she makes a mist so there's tons of different like witchy products that you can procure from like witches who have put their own spells into it and who like do their own work already for you and then you just have to spray it like for mine like i put a spell in it and i use the foraged herbs in my neighborhood and then essential oils and i put it into a mist for you and same with the wands so you can just buy that and there's like i give like little directions in all of my stuff so if you've never done it before you have like that little paper in front of you that tells you like in five easy steps how to do this so you can like i said work with other people and purchase their products um, and then one of my favorite for using the elements um, for cleansing your personal energy is to like go out in nature. Um, literally connecting with the earth helps you to reset your energy. So like if you um, feel really overwhelmed, this is a great one because you don't really have to like focus too much energy or attention. Just go outside, touch a tree, hug a tree, um, have your feet touch the grass. And the intention is so important to like know that it's going to like cleanse you and you're you're sending out your energy to be cleansed or you're lovingly sending it out and you're getting that you're like I don't know I feel like it's like returning to homeostasis it's like the nature's nature's energy is always at this like homeostasis like womb incubation state and when we return back to it we release a lot of that like humanness like societal energy that we take on and we just return back to our natural state even like watching nature is a really easy way to like reset your energy um like going outside watching bees work watching the leaves rustle watching flowers like any of that being in nature is just really really cleansing and i think Okay, I have five minutes left. Um, The thing that I use to record, it only goes up to 30 minutes at a time. Um, So next we have emotional and energetic hygiene, which... Oh, no, next we have movement. I skipped one. Moving your body is a really great way to move energy throughout our bodies. A lot of us are stagnant for work. We're sitting. We're not moving very often. And energy can settle, um, especially like in our hip area. So dancing, like, doesn't have to be good dancing. It can, I like to just close my eyes and move however I need to move my body and feel that energy moving throughout my body, getting activated and shooken up and all that. Exercise, like if you're not into dancing, exercising is a good way to move your body, especially if you have the intention, like going in to move your body. Like that's why like yoga is a sacred practice to move the energy in your body and activate certain like parts of your body and your chakras like regular exercising um is moving your body right any kind of movement to like shake up that energy so however you feel most drawn to that it doesn't need to be fancy it doesn't need to be like weightlifting like hard like five minutes you know like moving it around um and I know I talked about yelling but that feels like a form of like movement for me too like if you want to dance and sing at the same time to like cleanse out your throat Um, to just get that stuff like if you're moving it and then you need to like you know do a big sigh of relief um, at the same time like any way that you naturally feel intuitively 
it needs to come out. It needs to move. It, it needs to get through me. That is like a good daily practice in my opinion. Um, so then we're moving on to emotional and energetic hygiene, which is my, I would say like, if you don't do any of these, this one is the most important one. Like all these other daily practices are really important because they help us prioritize and get into a habit of putting ourselves first and making sure that our energetic body is cleansed and is like having some kind of routine because energetic hygiene is like really super important. Um, but really why it's important is for emotional, like an emotional and energetic, like healing work. So I'm trying to think of the best way to explain this. I guess like the other things that I just talked about are really good for maintenance, are really good for every day or like on a ritual, on, a, on like a routine, right? But we, we still need to give attention to like the deeper things that are always there within us. Because if we don't honor our emotions and our trauma and things like that, that we hold on to in our body, then they build and they build and then it comes out in like a burst, right? So if we don't kind of like give attention to the deeper stuff, then doing the other things that we just talked about, it's kind of like putting a Band-Aid on it, right? Like we need to have both. We need to have the balance of doing the deeper work and doing the um, other stuff that I just talked about, like the daily maintenance work. Okay, so I'm reaching 30 minutes, so I'm going to take a break. And I'm going to try and figure out the best way to explain this because I'm not explaining it how I want to. And then I'm going to come back. Okay, I'm back. And I figured out what I was trying to say. (laughs) So basically what I was trying to say was... Dang it, I just forgot it. Oh my god, this is the worst. Uh, Oh, if we're not doing the deeper emotional work regularly or prioritizing it, then we're not going to be prioritizing our energy and our emotions. And we're not going to know like if we're out of whack, if our energy is off, right? Like if you're not spending time in your body, learning to cultivate safety in your body, learning to create healing in your body and to remove the deeper stuff that your body holds onto energetically, then if you're just constantly doing energetic maintenance, it's good. It's necessary, but it's like, it feels like it's only half of it, right? Like we still need to do the deeper stuff that takes longer to remove, that we can't just easily like cleanse away or, or, you know, like do all the time. Like we have to do the, the lighter, more routine everyday stuff and mix that with the deeper healing. Like how am I supposed to know what my body feels like when it's energetically off, when it's emotionally overwhelmed, if I have not spent time being present in my body and in my energy and doing the work with it to know what my like baseline is, what my authenticness, you know, like baseline is. So like, especially for me, like personally, I, because of my traumatic childhood, like I just disassociated, I never listened or was in my body at all. And it became that process or that cycle where it's like, then I'm overwhelmed. And then I'm like, oop, I'm having some emotional outbursts and I'm freaking out about something and I'm having an anxiety attack because I wasn't 
taking the time to like listen and be present in my body and, and acknowledge and validate that piece of me that needed that healing that was still holding on. I was just holding on to trauma and storing it in my body and trying to forget about it. And your body can't like sustain that for the rest of your life, right? It needs to release it. It needs to process it. It needs to be heard and feel like safe and seen and validated. So if we're not doing the deeper work, and the daily like routine, then we're doing ourselves a disservice, right? So we need to have both. And we need to like be aware of that. So that's why I think like the emotional and energetic hygiene, like the deeper stuff is really important because like, I can make sure my energy is feeling right every day. But if there's some deeper stuff that's still bothering me every day, like what does feeling right feel like to me? Like, I won't know what that feels like. Like, I'm not making it a priority to cultivate that that feeling that I want to have or that feeling that I had at one point. Um, and so I'm just like trying to energetically cleanse away that feeling. And it's like, no, I need to like do the deeper work to to create that new sense of safety or or peace or whatever in my body that maybe has never even existed. Um, and then the last one is just a really fun one because I love it. And when I learned this, it made all the sense in the world. But cats, cats can energetically cleanse space. And so the science behind that is we all have a pineal gland, which is kind of like a mini crystal. And that's the science of how psychic intuition works is information, thoughts, all that is considered like photons, like pieces of energy. And then we we are aware of them, we become aware of them, and we filter them through our pineal gland. And that's how we can have intuitive information where it's like, I have no idea how I knew this, but I just, now I know it. And it's like, it filters it through our pineal gland and enters into one of our five senses, which is one of the five clairs, are the same as your regular five senses. Um, And then we intuitively can understand the information. Cats have a really big pineal gland that's basically like a big quartz crystal. Um, And so they, when they purr, they purr at like a frequency of like, I think, I don't know if it's like 900 or 9,000 hertz. And so then it like vibrates out that energy from their pineal gland. So in a lot of cultures and a lot of like folklore and like beliefs, um, people like use cats as a way to like gauge if the energy in a space is good. Like I learned this on TikTok from like, it was like Russian witch TikTok that they have like a, um, a practice where like if you're moving into a new home they bring a cat there and if the cat won't walk into the home then they won't rent the home or buy the home and then if the cat walks into the home and it like settles in a specific place that means like the vibes are the best in that space in that like exact space in the home and they'll like try and put their bed there if they can so it's really wild like cats are really good at sensing energy and then I also read that cats will go to a space that needs energetic cleansing and like purr in it and then they're like cleansing the space so that's just a fun one like I wouldn't use that one to like cleanse your space per se um but if you have a cat that's really awesome and they're probably doing that for you so thank them (laughs) um so for the last part I'm going to talk about tips for energetic cleansing, like kind of like do's and don'ts, things to keep in mind when you're doing this that will make your practice more impactful and less um, hurtful to other or harmful to other cultures. Um, So basically, like, I kind of touched on some of these. So I'm just going to go more in depth. 
having a regular practice, like how I was saying, making finding one of these things that I listed or something else that comes up for you that you already knew of or something that's part of your culture, whatever, having that as a regular practice is key, right? We It's a routine. Like we don't wait to brush our teeth until we get a cavity, right? Like we brush our teeth so we don't get a cavity. So we want to energetically cleanse so we're not getting stagnant and we're feeling like shitty and we're holding on to these deeper traumas and we're waiting until we have like a big outburst or an emotional overwhelm to then, you know, cleanse our space and our energy. So like having, that's why I call it like energetic hygiene because it's like, it is like a high, like we take showers, we brush our teeth, we brush our hair, like we wash our clothes, like we should prioritize our energy because it's a part of our body and it's a part of like who we are as beings. So we need to like give it that attention that it deserves. So I know that for a lot of people, like keeping a practice is really hard, like a daily practice. So start off small, like do what you need to. And if you feel overwhelmed, like find a rhythm that works best for you. And if you fall off, it's okay. Like we're human. (laughs) It's hard Like people, I admire people who work out like all the time and they have their schedule and they never miss a day. Like I am not like that, but I do at least try to make these things a priority and try and do them regularly. So like maybe if you're starting out, you want to do once a month, once a week, like something where you're just intentionally making it a point to spend time on this, right? That's what I'm referring to. And like even for like the emotional like healing that I was talking about, we want to regularly do that. But for some people, like once a week is too intense, right? Like we need time in between to integrate and to practice and to like breathe and not just be always like doing shadow work and and emotional healing. So find a rhythm that is best for you. Like with my um, long-term clients, this is what I help them do. I help them to do the shadow work and to help them to sift through and either integrate or release the trauma that they've had from like their childhood or their ego or their experiences here on this lifetime and sometimes even ancestral um generational like trauma or cycles so like i don't meet with them every week i meet with them every other week because i want to give them that space in between to breathe and to integrate right because it's not just about like doing that shadow work you have to integrate that and and it's like you're creating like a new level or a new reality in your body in your life so if you're like wow how do i freaking do any of this i have a master class that's linked in um in my website for my personal and for the podcast that is all about energetic hygiene and how to cleanse and protect your energy and raise your vibration which is really good for like intuitive work but like i'm saying like this is daily stuff Um, And if you're like, well, I'm really lacking in like the energetic, um, like, and hygiene and emotional, like the healing part, then like, that's also services that I offer. Like I said, I offer ongoing for my clients. So it's long term healing. And I also offer like single sessions. Um, So I'll put all that stuff in the show notes. And it's linked in my, um, I always say it's linked in my bio, but it's on my website and it's in my bio for all my social media too. And I'll add it on the link tree for the podcast page. Um, Next thing to talk about 
is learning how to be present in your body. This is what I was referring to. Like if we don't know what it feels like to be in our body, what our emotions feel like because we're avoiding them and we don't spend time with them, like that's going to be key to knowing when you're feeling off and how to honor when you're feeling sad or you need a rest or this or that, right? Like that's all part of energetic hygiene too. So doing the work, you know, doing the trauma healing and the emotional work by yourself or with somebody like me, that's going to help you to be present in your body. That is a huge piece. I also incorporate, I'm not just doing talking with you and mentally understanding, like we're working with your energy and with your body so we can integrate all of those pieces together. Um, But doing any of these energetic practices that we talked about is going to help you to be embodied. All of these pretty much have a form of embodiment in them. So if you do adopt one of these things as a routine, that's going to help you to start cultivating more embodiment and learning how to be present in your body. Um, A lot of people will do like meditation or journaling, like I said, movement, being in nature, um, just creating more opportunities to be present in the moment is going to help you to be more comfortable when these bigger things arise, like that you need to cleanse or heal because you're like, oh, I already know what it feels like to be present in my body when I'm not feeling so like weird or upset or angry. So now when I'm applying it to something that's maybe a little bit more overwhelming or triggering for me, like I have some like baseline of like being okay with this. Um, And like I already mentioned, try all the different methods, find one that works for you. They can change over time. Don't be so like tied to, oh, it needs to be this way. You know, like Amanda said, it has to be that way. If your intuition is guiding you to something, even if it feels weird or sounds silly, like go with that. Your intuition is never going to steer you wrong. Um, And like for me, like how I said, I tried the things when I was first taught and they didn't really like vibe. And then I I had to struggle. And then I was like, wait a minute, I can make my own. Right. So I'm, I like to teach it that way where it's like, I'm giving you the permission now to make it your own. Like, don't feel like you need to do exactly what I say. Just try it out if it doesn't work out if your intuition's like no try this way do that right um and going with that like do your research don't just like hear what one person says and then be like okay okay I'm gonna do that like that's how come we have that problem with everybody just thinks like the only way to energy energetically cleanse their space is with white sage and by doing a sacred practice of smudging like you you usually like do your research and your due diligence when we're writing like a paper, when we're buying like clothes, when we're buying clo- uh, food, hopefully, I know some people don't, but it's not to like, you know, talk shit about you. It's just like, it's important. Like, there's so many different things out there. And with the internet, anyone can say whatever they want. So it's really important to either a ask your intuition if it feels right, if it resonates with you, or b just like look at a bunch of different articles and see what they all say. Um, And like, just try and like find where it comes from. Like I was looking at articles when I was writing this um, episode just to see. And it's like, there's so many big name, like the freaking, what is it? Like Gwyneth Paltrow's like goop, um, like website. It had a thing like, how do you energetically cleanse? And they asked like some professional and they literally culturally erased smudging. They're just like, smudging is an ancient practice. And it's like, they didn't mention that it was a native, like indigenous practice. So people just think, oh, cool. It's a, it's an ancient practice. So that's cool. I'm doing an ancient practice, but like, it says nothing about like whose culture it belongs to and whether or not you should be doing it. So 
just be aware of stuff like that like know your source like is it a is it a white person like I always try and like find someone who's like BIPOC or some other like different source like who is this lady that's writing this blog like what is her expertise did she just learn this from somebody else is she like a practicing psychic like who are these people right so just be aware of that um that's why a lot of people prefer to use books learning from people like me that like you've seen them on instagram you've seen them on social media you know what who they are um I would say, like, if you're doing online, usually I try and, like, find, like, if I'm doing a blog, then I'll do also, like, some kind of organization or something because I know that they're going to source differently. So it's, like, you'll find, like, your trusted sources over time. Um, And unfortunately, there's not so many. I I always have this dream of, like, making, like, a Wikipedia, but for, like, witchy stuff and, like, having – inviting, like, different diverse cultural people to be, like, contributors and creators on it, but – until then I mean if any of you know about one please tell me that would be amazing mostly it's TikTok right now but (laughs) um so next would be um if you're in doubt trust your intuition or go to your ancestral practice like google what your ancestral practice is like smudging is like the sacred um ritual but I learned on TikTok that if you're like Celtic they have the same equivalent called saining and you can like google it and like look up videos on it and it's like okay, cool. Now I have the same equivalent, but I'm not like using somebody else's ancestral practice. I'm probably pissing off a lot of ancestors and I'm doing something that like my ancestors actually vibe with. So it's going to hit different. It's going to be more like intense, right? In a good way. Um, This is something that I learned and I was like yo this makes so much sense because I never really cleanse that much and I w- and I would see people cleansing all the time and I was like it's just not for me and then I learned like I saw different people talking about it and I'm like oh this makes a lot of sense over cleansing over cleansing is a thing like people are very concerned with making sure they're cleansing out bad energies and stuff um and it's to me like it feels like it's out of fear right when I feel into it psychically and intuitively and it's like, okay, but like, what, what, why am I so concerned with cleansing every single day? Like people who cleanse every single day, like, what are you doing? Like, why do you need to cleanse every single day? Like, are you doing readings every day? Okay, maybe like you're in other people's energies and you're working with different like beings. But like people that are like, oh yeah, I need to cleanse like once a week my space. Like why? Like why is your energy so bad? Like think about that. Like if, if that's you, like what is the reason? Is it just because somebody said to or like do you actually feel like that? And I will challenge you, like, maybe if you're cleansing with white sage and you feel like, man, the vibes just get off by the end of the week, maybe it's because, like, you're using somebody else's, like, cultural, like, you know, practice and the the, the spirits or the ancestors are, like, pissed and they're, like, maybe that's why your vibes are so off, right? Like, so just be aware of, like, the frequency and the type of cleansing that you're doing, right? So white sage a lot of people like it because they're like it cleanses everything it gets rid of everything and it's like well maybe we don't need to cleanse everything like what if i i grid my home with crystals so i know that the energy baseline is pretty good it's always being cleansed to for whatever the intention is that i put on my papers that are like with the crystal so maybe i only need to do a light cleansing so like researching 
and looking up like different herbs that are like intense cleansing all the way to light cleansing, that can be something that you incorporate. Like maybe I only need to do light cleansing every day or once a week and once a month I do a deep heavy cleansing, right? So like for me, I make different wands and it says like light to to like intense cleansing on there, What like based off of the herb. So it's just something to consider that it's like when we're cleansing, a lot of us think about let's just get rid of it. Let's get rid of the bad. But then we don't follow through with the next step, which is the intention of what I'm calling in. Because a lot of the time, the things that we do, they leave the space neutral, right? If we're not setting an intention, I'm getting rid of X and I'm calling in Y. And we just say, I'm getting rid of X. Then it's neutral. X is gone. It's neutral. And some herbs will cleanse out everything, good and bad, right? So that's what I was saying. Like, like a lot of people don't realize this when they're using white sage and they're like smudging without understanding the practice. Like you're getting rid of everything. You're making it neutral. No good, no bad. So if you don't set the intention to say, and then I want to call in this energy, this, you know, vibe, whatever it is, then you're kind of like leaving your space vulnerable And maybe that's why you feel like you have to cleanse so often because you're just getting rid of everything and then it's open and then more like negative stuff is coming in because you didn't state the intention that you only want positive stuff to come in. So just keep that in mind when you're cleansing and when you're creating that energy in your body and in your space that you always want to have that intention for what you're getting rid of and what you're calling in. You want to close that circle. You don't want to leave your space or your body open for interpretation for other energies to come in, right? So I talked about this in the beginning, the intentions. It's important to say like your word choice. And so if you have a specific thing that you're doing, like be specific about that. Use your own word choice. If you want like a general thing, like when you're cleansing away negative energy, you want to... um, I usually like to say like for my highest good and things like that. So like using qualifying terms so that it makes it very clear, right? So instead of like, I'm getting rid of all my negative energy within my body, like what, what is negative energy? Like, what do I want to get rid of? So for me as a psychic, like I'm working with lots of energy. So I'm saying I want to release anybody, anybody else's thoughts, feelings, and emotions that I may have taken on any unwanted energy that are not for my highest good, right? So we're saying we're creating like boundaries. We're drawing lines in the sand for what we want to keep and what we don't want to keep. And then and then I'm saying like, and I want to attract any positive and abundant energies into my space that are for my highest good. Or like if you're doing like whatever your intention is, you know, I want to attract energy that is going to help me learn and heal. I want to attract energy that's going to make me feel safe. Um, things like that. So having the intention is really, really important when you're going into it for what you're cleansing and then what you're bringing in. Um, And it doesn't need to be like so intense, like so wordy, like as long as you know what it is and you have your boundaries set, that is what's the most important. Um, So then um, this kind of goes into what I was saying before, like over cleansing, right? If you're stating good intention, if you're setting up your space with good intentions and you're using like the the right tools, meaning like you're not using somebody else's cultural stuff and angering energies, then you don't have to cleanse as much. And you, 
might not have to cleanse like at all if you set up like a grid or something that does it for you. So just keep that in mind, like setting up a system that works best for you, right? And I'm talking about mostly for the space, not for your person. Like you as a person, like you'll probably have to cleanse still regularly because we're interacting with people and energies and things, right? That is more unavoidable than like having people come into my home. Um, so also something that I want to draw attention to is especially in new age spirituality, there's like this obsession with like consistently getting rid of what no longer serves us, which yes, we want to remove blockages, right? But think about this. There's this, um, I learned about this like a long time ago. There's this, um, practice that monks do, and I can't remember the like what culture the monks are from. So I apologize. And I couldn't find whatever, but um, it's a practice that they do where, and other cultures do this. So it's, it's not as relevant, but basically the belief is as a healer, you're taking on other people's pain. So they, they spend time intentionally asking to take on other people's pain or negative energies and to absorb them into their body so that they can transmute them as a healer into loving energy and send that back out into the world, right? And so the belief is if I'm taking on somebody else's like um, pain, then I can't be hurt by that because what I'm doing is I'm doing a service, right? I'm doing a sacred act for the community and for the universe. And I really like that way of I guess, like understanding the world and energy, it's kind of like if you're into like camping or hiking, the leave no trace movement where it's like, or, you know, like when you're a kid, they tell you leave the space better than you found it, right? So instead of just like dumping our negative energy consistently out into the universe, like as if we were dumping like our chamber pot out into the street in feudal Europe, we can take more responsibility and cleanse our energy that we're releasing or set intentions that the energy like once it reaches the universe it's going to be transformed into loving energy into I don't know workable energy fresh energy positive energy whatever like resonates most with you and I just want you to think about that so like when I'm doing any of my cleansing stuff and I'm releasing things that no longer serve me or negative energies I think of this like almost like Tron like um energetic grid that's like pink and then the energies kind of like filter through it like a sieve and when they filter through it they get like refreshed and re-energized or wrapped in love and cleansed so you know you can set that intention or do that visualization in any kind of way that serves you um or that resonates with you that it's like I'm not just endlessly sending out like my negative stuff that I no longer want and like hoping that the universe will like cleanse it I'm like doing my due diligence and I'm like making the sending out love into the world which will make it a better place and will make it easier for other people instead of just like here's my like garbage you know like um so that's something to think about um and then the last thing um, I want to talk about is the idea, continuing on this, the idea of releasing what no longer serves. This is a little bit energy cleansing and a little bit like extra, but it goes with like the trauma work, right? Like I see a lot of people is like releasing on the, on the new moon, like fears and things that no longer serve you, um, which is great. Like we want to get rid of blocks that are in our way. 
but sometimes we can't just like discard everything. Like I know our modern society is like throws away so much trash and waste. And sometimes we need to reuse, reduce, recycle, right? So um, before you release something, think about like, does it need to be released? Is it ready to be released? Will it actually release? Because you can be like, I just want to release this thing. And maybe it's not ready to be released. So maybe it needs to be integrated or you need to learn from it first before you can release it. So I've had this happen to me where like, I wanted to release this really big traumatic thing out of my body. And I kind of felt like it's hook. Like it literally felt like a hook um, stuck in my back. And it was like holding on because it was like, um, like my, my guides spoke to me and they're like, it's not ready yet. You're not ready to release this yet. Like you still have to do a little bit more work to release this. And it's okay. Like we can release a lot of things, but sometimes maybe it's better for us or like, it's going to be more beneficial for us for our highest good or whatever path we're on to like integrate that, to understand it, to like heal it, to turn it into something positive, into a lesson, whatever it is. And then maybe we can release the remnants of it, or maybe we don't even need to release it at all because we've learned to make friends with it or to work with it. So just keep that in mind that like some energy, like maybe there's a purpose for having this angry energy and we don't want to just release our anger all the time. Maybe we need to listen to it and learn from it and understand why we're feeling angry and get that, that like divine knowledge from anger. You know, it's just all our emotions are sacred and should be treated that way. So it's like, what can we learn from that instead of like, I just need to get rid of it because I don't know what it is or I'm triggered by it. So just take that time. And that's why that practice of being like, emotionally and energetically like having that emotional and energetic hygiene of like working through our trauma doing our shadow work that's why that's important because it's going to help us to know when it's a deeper thing versus when it's something that we can just like easily release so that is all I have for you today and yeah it was a lot of stuff so (laughs) hopefully you got something from it and you're walking away being like "Ooh, I'm gonna try this thing and if you have other stuff that you want to write in um please let me know you know dm me comment on the post whatever it is email us you know where to find us and I'll put all the other stuff that I talked about in the show notes and until next time oh I do want to mention I have like six guests lined up for the podcast so get ready for some really juicy conversations bye if you love witchy and weird podcasts support us by donating monthly for as little as 99 cents at anchor.fm slash witchy and weird slash support you can cancel at any time and 100 percent of the proceeds go directly to the pod or if you don't want to commit to a monthly donation Buy Amanda a coffee at ko-fi.com slash wishyandweird to help fuel them while they record, edit, create, and upload content for the podcast. And if you're feeling extra generous, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and tell your witchy and weird friends about us too. Bye!